What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week seven tight end start sits. That means breaking down every single week seven matchup, six teams on by. So it's going to be 13 games this week, talking about every fantasy relevant tight end, and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts of the players you feel pretty confident throwing into your lineup. Sometimes it's a stretch of the tight end position because there's probably realistically only like four or five guys you actually trust, but we widen it a little bit. And then the fringe options, you may not feel great about them, but they're suitable like streaming options, back-end tight end ones, high-end tight end twos. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. But let's just dive right into it. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game, Jaguars taking on the Saints. And for the Jaguars here, I think Evan Ingram has established himself as a very solid start. Obviously, you're hoping that Trevor Lawrence plays in this game, but I even feel like without Lawrence, Evan Ingram still has a very established role here with the Jaguars, so he'll probably still see you know somewhat close to his typical volume. He has a very high weekly floor, especially playing with Trevor Lawrence, so he's going to be a start for me as like a mid-tier tight end one. Then on the other side with the Saints, Taysom Hill is kind of interesting because he has this tight end designation, but in previous years, like he's kind of like this gadget player. Sometimes a running back, sometimes he's playing quarterback. He'll run a few routes here or there, but he's not actually operating as a tight end. That's kind of what he did last week. He had a 63% route participation. So he was out there running the majority of the routes. He was targeted eight times and had a carry. So pretty solid usage. And if you told me that he was going to replicate that role here in week seven, then I'd probably have him as a fringe option. I just don't think there's any guarantee that that role carries over into week seven. If the Saints tight end room gets healthy or they just want to switch it up, he could go back to running a few routes, taking a few carries and then you're just not really getting much out of that uh, tight end spot. So he's going to be a sit, but if you're super desperate, I guess he's not like the worst play in the world if you're just hoping he uh, kind of replicates what he did last week. Then shifting over to the Sunday games, we have the Lions taking on the Ravens, a super strong tight end matchup here. Don't really need to think too much about it. You fire up Sam Laporta as a start, and then you do the exact same thing with Mark Andrews. Shifting over to the Raiders-Bears matchup, for Michael Mayer here, he went out and had a breakout game in week six. I was targeted six times, caught five of them for 75 yards. In the first five weeks combined, he'd only been targeted five times, so was targeted more just last week than the entire rest of the season. And obviously he performed very well with that usage and he broke out of this like 50-50 route split. He was in with Austin Hooper. His route participation went up to 67%. So it's good to see that he's improving on his role, but that 67% number, that's not a spot that makes me super excited to actually throw him into my lineup. So I still think he's going to be able to continue to grow his role and maybe he's 75% this week and then we're feeling good with him as a fringe option heading into week eight. But this week, I prefer to go in a different direction, but I do like picking him up as more of like a long-term upside play at the tight end position. We've already seen a rookie like Sam Laporta come in and make an impact. Maybe Michael Mayer could kind of do the same thing later on. Then on the other side for the Bears, we have Cole Komet. I have him as a fringe option. I do think going from Fields to Bajent probably doesn't feel great if you uh, roster Cole Komet, but he'll still have a solid number of routes. He's pretty much like their number two target behind DJ Moore, so he could kind of be used as like a safety valve um, for Bajent. So I still think he's a fringe option, probably like a high-end to mid-tier tight end two. Uh, shifting over to the Browns-Colts matchup. So I have David Njoku here as a fringe option, 
And basically what I'm going to say about Njoku here is that if Deshaun Watson is playing, he probably maintains this fringe status. If it is not Deshaun Watson and it's going to be like PJ Walker or Dorian Thompson Robinson, I'm really not feeling great about David Njoku. The non-Deshaun Watson quarterback play has not been good. We've had two games. Both quarterbacks were pretty rough. So I feel like if Watson doesn't play, he's probably closer to a sit. I understand you might be desperate, but you just got to hope that Watson ends up suiting up here if you do plan on playing David Njoku. On the other side for the Colts, going to continue to uh, sit Kylan Granson. Then shifting over to the Bills-Patriots matchup, I feel like the tight ends in this matchup have really kind of fallen off. These were guys that we were kind of high on after the first like couple weeks of the season. So for the Bills, Dalton Kincaid did not play in the uh, week six game. So don't really know about his usage. His usage hadn't been great prior to that game. So he was going to be a sit for me heading into last week. Dawson Knox, even with Kincaid out, still didn't have a huge game. So can't feel super confident with either of those guys. Hunter Henry has fallen off to a sit here. He had a great start to the season. And it's not even necessarily his fault that he's now a sit. His Patriots offense is just so rough. So for the tight end position, you like at least some sort of touchdown upside. Not a lot of tight ends are getting consistent volume, so you want the potential touchdowns. Those touchdowns are just not there for this Patriots team. So he's going to be a sit for me. Maybe they get it together and he gets you know bumped up to a fringe option moving forward, but not a good spot right now for Hunter Henry in that uh, Patriots offense. In the next matchup, we have another divisional game between the Commanders and the Giants. And I have Logan Thomas as a fringe option. He really didn't do much in week six, but kind of comes with the territory with these fringe tight ends. They're not going to have a super high weekly floor, but just the uh, week prior, he had a monster game against the Bears. There's not a lot of tight ends in this range that can give you that type of fantasy ceiling week to week. So I think you fire up Logan Thomas as like a fringe tight end one. And then for the Giants, you keep firing up Darren Waller. I'd say he's definitely been disappointing for where you drafted him, right? You were kind of hoping for some upside at the tight end position. He definitely hasn't been that but he's been fine. It's like a mid-tier tight end one, someone you just keep kind of throwing into your lineup here. Then pivoting over to the Falcons-Buccaneers matchup, this Falcons tight end room is pretty interesting. Um, Honestly, the route participation numbers weren't great for either guy. In uh, week six, we had Kyle Pitts at 65%, Johnny Smith at 63%. Personally, I'm liking to see like 70 plus percent Um, for like me to feel decent about playing them. So neither of those guys hit that bar, but Kyle Pitts has had impressive back-to-back weeks. He went seven for 87 in week five, had 11 targets in that game, and then went four for 43 and a touchdown in week six. Love the town of Kyle Pitts. If he's going to be giving you startable performances, I do think you consider him as like a back-end tight end one. I don't think he's like a locked and start at this point just because of those route participation numbers, but he's definitely flashed some stuff that should make guys who roster him feel pretty decent about him moving forward. And then for Jonu Smith, it's kind of just come out of nowhere and been pretty fantasy relevant. He has five consecutive games of eight plus PPR points. Now, eight PPR points isn't a super high bar, but this is the tight end position we're talking about and the consistency has been there. So even some of the top guys haven't been able to consistently give you eight plus PPR points. Personally, I do think it feels a little fluky, like I wouldn't be shocked if it just like fell off out of nowhere, but if you're in the business of streaming the tight end position, you probably just want to ride the hot hand here with Johnny Smith. On the other side for the Buccaneers, just going to be sitting Kate Otten, not enough production out of that position. And then moving over to the Steelers-Rams matchup, Steelers are expected to get Pat Frymuth back. 
believe he missed a game, then he had the bye week. And prior to missing, what was that, week five, Frymuth had been pretty disappointing. He had not been able to command much volume, which is something he was able to do in both his rookie and sophomore seasons. So I don't think he can feel great firing him up, but hopefully he's all the way back from that injury. And maybe he starts to see more of his uh, like 2021 and 2022 usage. Who knows? He's probably more of like a high-end tight end two at this point. And then for the Rams, even though Tyler Higby's running a really solid number of routes, he's just not commanding enough volume. And he's had two down games with Cooper Cup back. Just when you have Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, these guys are just going to be commanding a lot of the receiving volume. So I don't think you want to be firing up Tyler Higby. Also, weirdly, the Rams just haven't had a ton of uh, passing touchdowns, so that also hasn't been there, which is also not going to be a great sign for Tyler Higbee. In the next game, we're going to have the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks, and unfortunately, Zach Ertz has been uh, dropped to a sit here. His usage took a massive hit through the first five weeks. He had a really strong weekly route participation. He had like one weird week where it fell, but other than that, it had been very high. His raw participation fell all the way down to 52%. We saw Trey McBride have a much bigger role. His raw participation rose to 46%. And then he also went out and out-targeted Zach Ertz. So just with that type of usage, like barely running routes on half the dropbacks, I just don't think Zach Ertz is playable, you know, with those routes. And then on the other side for the Seahawks, this is just like a full-on tight end by committee. Pretty sure all three of these tight ends, uh, Cody Parkinson, uh, Noah Fant and Will Disley. All these dudes had between like 30 and 33 snaps. So just a tight end room you definitely want to avoid. Now pivoting over to the Packers Broncos matchup. I like Luke Musgrave as a fringe option here and like a fringe weekly tight end one. His usage has been really solid. His raw participations have been great. Weeks one through three were great. Um, week four left the concussion, came back. I think it was week five because they had the bye in week six. And then he kind of got benched for like a drive plus, but they brought him back in, so I think he'll be fine moving forward. Ended up having a decent game in week five. So I think he's kind of like the definition of a fringe tight end here and is someone who could continue to improve throughout the season as a rookie. And then for the Broncos, sitting Adam Troutman and Greg Dulcich. Would like to see Dulcich get a bigger role. Um, you could say that about a lot of these weapons on the Broncos, especially the younger guys. It's rough that guys like Marvin Mims and Greg Dulcich can't carve out bigger roles, but kind of just got expected at this point. And then shifting over to the Chargers-Chiefs matchup. For the Chargers, going to be sitting Gerald Everett and Donald Parham. Neither guy is just running enough routes. Gerald Everett did get into the end zone on uh, Monday Night Football, but just not enough volume, not enough of a weekly floor. And neither guy really has much of a weekly ceiling either unless they're catching like two touchdowns like I think Parham did earlier this season. And then on the other side, we have a very clear start with Travis Kelsey, the tight end one moving forward. And then looking at the Sunday night game, we have the Dolphins taking on the Eagles. Durham Smythe, definitely going to be a sit, just not enough production there. And then for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, after his monster week five game, had a solid, you know, decent performance in uh, week six. He did uh, kind of drop a uh, screen pass that turned into a pick, but happens and doesn't really hurt you for fantasy. So I think you fire him up as like a mid to back end tight end one. And then the final game of the week, a solid tight end matchup here, 49ers taking on the Vikings. For the 49ers and George Kittle, there's no doubt he's been pretty disappointing um, aside from like the one monster three touchdown game. He's just in the spot here where he's competing with a lot of other weapons. He's going to get his sometimes and then other games, it's going to be other guys. You'd obviously like to see some consistency, but that's just really not what you drafted here with George Kittle. 
So you can't get into a spot where you start to sit him for some of these like fringe options because you can't catch his like seven for 92 touchdown game when he's on the bench because then you just like defeats the whole purpose of having him in the first place. So you keep firing him up and hope he gives you a boom week in your lineup. And then for the Vikings, you keep firing up TJ Hawkinson as a high-end tight end one. And that is going to wrap it up for all 13 week seven tight end matchups. If you guys did enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button. I also have my uh, quarterback start sits up today. Running backs and wide receivers were posted yesterday if you guys are interested. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.